Hi, this is Peter Bergman, and you've got Radio Free Oz in your ears, and it's time to play Who Said That? Quote number one. Voters are just now meeting the real Romney, the buyout tycoon who executed takeovers, bankrupted businesses, and sent jobs overseas while killing American jobs. Was it Karl Marx? <coughs> Wrong. Bernie Saunders? <coughs> Wrong. It was Rick Perry. Okay, quote number two. Is capitalism really about the ability of a handful of rich people to manipulate the lives and thousands of other people and walk off with the money? I do draw a distinction between looting a company, leaving behind broken families and broken neighborhoods, and then leaving a factory that should be there. Move on. <coughs> Vladimir Lenin. <coughs> Newt Gingrich. Right. So you see, <laughs> Romney's buddies there, his fellow garden gnomes, are critiquing capitalism. They're accusing him of being a vulture capitalist, and they're right. He's the wrong kind of capitalist. Traditional Republicans have always stood up for capitalism and by your own bootstraps, the Horatio Alger scenario, which is all very well and good. You know, you work hard, you make gadgets and gadgets and you make some money. <laughs> That's not the kind of capitalist that the Midster is. He prays over the towns looking for rotting companies that have lots of money but are having problem with their market share. And then he swoops down and he eats everybody and takes all the money. There you go. But here's the really interesting thing. Perry and Gingrich and Huntsman, they're relying on polls and focus groups to identify the most potent message. So you got to believe that they think this is the criticism that resonates. Well, for all the talk about this being like, you know, a center-right nation, there's a realization that's dawning that Americans are getting really uncomfortable with the excessive, out-of-control greed and the kind of ruthless, screw-the-workers style of capitalism that Romney used to get rich. Yeah, this country moves very slowly. This is an incremental society. But when we move, we move. If this discomfort didn't exist, this discomfort with vulture capitalism, we wouldn't see conservative Republican candidates using the argument to make appeals to conservative Republican voters. Hey, makes sense to me. I can get pretty upset with Mitt Romney and his vulture capitalism, but nothing affects me as viscerally as these theocrats that want to break down that precious separating wall between church and state and 150 to 500 of these <laughs> theocratic sons of bitches are meeting in Texas probably as I speak. It's a sign of their desperation. They're holding out to the idea that someone, possibly someone, they don't know who. It could be Christie. I don't think so. Daniels, Huckabee, somebody's going to jump in and give them a Christian candidate. Here's the problem. Romney is not only a liberal. Romney is not only a man that's got a background that is somewhat sane. He's a Mormon. Amongst those 500 people starting from the Antichrist himself, James Dobson, down, there's not a Mormon in the room. And here's the problem. The Mormons get their inerrant truth from another book. 
Well, how can my book be inerrant and his book be inerrant? That's too much for my Christian mind to contemplate. So they are really, really worried. They might have a Mormon running their ticket. I don't really think it's a matter of beating Obama. Of course they want to bring the man down. But with a Mormon? One participant in Friday's evangelical meeting, the Reverend Jim Garlow, pastor of a San Diego megachurch and a leading champion of California's anti-gay marriage initiative, said Romney is untrustworthy and not visceral on the issues that are cardinal to me. It goes deeper than that, Jim. You see, if you're a Christian, particularly an evangelical, inerrant Christian, then you think everybody else who hasn't been baptized, who hasn't been touched by the dove, is going to hell. So what, what is a more perfect example of wasting your vote than voting for somebody who's going to go to hell? It just doesn't make any sense. Ask yourself this. Who was the last president of the United States who was not baptized? It's not like I have the answer, but let's just think about it. Certainly Obama was baptized and Bush was baptized probably twice. So was his dad, Carter for sure, and Clinton, and on you go. Kennedy and Eisenhower and Nixon, on and on and on. They were all baptized. Maybe somebody back in the original founding fathers who who really did put their lives on the line for, for the separation of church and state. Maybe one of them wasn't done. But oh man, Jim Garlow is worried. He says, I'm not in a panic mode, at least not yet. And he's one of Gingrich's most prominent evangelical backers. He says, there's still time, although the fuse is short. Now, wait a minute. I remember Jim Garlow. I remember him when I recorded Rick Perry's Kneel Down America event about a month ago, two months ago in Texas at that huge stadium. It sounded like this. Howdy, dear friends. I'm Governor Rick Perry, and welcome to Kneel Down America, my historic gathering of real, ultra-faithful citizens. When you're down on your knees like that, I'm twice as tall as you, and that lets me look over you into the future. And what do I see? I see our ship estate unmoored from its rock-bound Christian principles floating aimlessly on a sea of trouble. And the captain is not at the wheel. He's out chugging unleaded lattes and selling socialism to the cross-dressing sodomite elite. We have sitting behind me on this pagan free stage the answer to America's prayers. Let me introduce the modern-day apostles. There's my friend, the Reverend Doug Stringer, who revealed that 9-11 was God's punishment for allowing homosexuals to move freely among us. Thank you, Doug. And next to him is Pastor Jim Gallo, who warned the nation that gay marriage is our next 9-11 because it robs a family of a mommy or a daddy. You're a prophet, Jim. On Jim's right, is Minister Cindy Jacobs, who recently revealed that the birds that fell out of the sky in BB, Arizona, were a result of the repealing of Don't Ask, Don't Tell. Cindy asks, is it a coincidence or a sign from God that the governor of Arkansas is named BB? And it was their former governor, the Sator Bill Clinton, who invented DADT. 
Someone is speaking in Cindy's ear. Next to her is my dear friend Brian Fisher, director of the American Family Association who's footing the bill for this dispensational event. It's Brian who stands between us Christians and the beasts of the depths. When that whale killed its trainer at SeaWorld, Fisher called for the Leviathan to be ritually stoned to death because, as it says in the book of Exodus, when an ox gores a man or a woman to death, the ox shall be stoned and its flesh shall not be eaten. Yes, we can kill that whale, but we just can't can it. Right, Brian? And last but certainly not least is Mike Bickle from the International House of Prayer. Mike, bless his heart, has outed another of Satan's secret helpers. Who? Oprah is who? Oh, says Mike, she's a classy woman, a cool woman, but she has a spirit of deception and is one of the forerunners of the harlot movement. Oprah Winfrey, Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, and Elizabeth Warren, the four horsewomen of the apocalypse. So, if the devil and the Democrats want to wage a class war, then I'm ready to go to the head of the class and be your captain. And I implore you, dear friends, don't vote for me because I'm a Christian. Vote for me because you're a Christian. Now, you watch all these debates and nobody talks about how we're going to bring clean energy back to America. All they want to talk about is drilling and dredging and sucking and fracking. Well, with the last two years of the Obama administration, almost four times as much clean energy has been put on the grid on public lands as in all the previous 40 years. All the renewable energy ever permitted on public lands totaled 1,800 megawatts by the end of 2008. In the last two years, the Department of the Interior has approved 6,600 megawatts of new projects. Rapid and responsible fast-track utility-scale production of clean energy is a solution to the climate destabilization caused by continuing on our reliance on fossil energy. Hey, we live in the age of oil, but it's really the age of electricity. You take the oil away, and there comes the electrician, and he's going to pull, uh, 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 oh, I'm back. These approvals for 25 utility-scale renewable energy projects on public lands are enough to power 2.3 million out of the 102 million American households. Not all the renewable projects are on the public land either. To get an idea of the scale of this change, the total for the two years of Obama renewable energy projects approved will generate just under $1 billion a year to the federal coffers, $786 million annually. It's green, and we get the green for it. You know, when I was doing that whole dirge thing on the end of the old school and I told you that Kodak was going bankrupt, Kodak, one of the icons of my childhood, well, I'm losing another. Hostess is going bankrupt. Now, I'm not a ding-dong man. I'm not a Twinkie man. I'm a snowball man. When I went to Lomond Elementary School with my little lunch pail, I had my bologna sandwich and, you know, I had a little potato salad, and for dessert, under that crinkly piece of cellophane was that pink and white flecked snowball. Well, it's no more snowballs. 
they're gone. This is a whole new world. My old school is just passing away. So when I'm down in the dumps about the big change, where am I going to go for a little easy relaxation? How about a science fiction cat house? Nevada businessman and documentary star Dennis Hoff, I wonder what kind of documentaries there are, just brought a rundown brothel 90 miles from Las Vegas and is planning on turning it into his newest business venture, Alien Cat House. The brothel will feature girls from around the galaxy for men willing to pay. Really, are they going to bring in people from Venus and Arcturus and from the Pleiades and from all those exoplanets? No, I think they're just going to be dressing in flimsy science fiction costumes. Hoff is an expert in building buzzworthy brothels. His Moonlight Bunny Ranch is the setting for the HBO reality show Cat House. But when it comes to dreaming up sexy alien girls, he needs a little assistance. The Las Vegas Review Journal explains that as Hoff crafts his out-of-this-world bordello filled with girls from other planets, he's getting some help from one of Earth's experts, the infamous Madam Heidi Fleiss. She's the chief alien designer queen, Hoff told the paper. Oh, ma, talk about purgatory having to spend all day getting design ideas from Heidi Fleiss. Save me, load, save me. See you all tomorrow. Hey, sign up. No freeloaders. $3 a month for this voice, this brain, and this attitude. Become an Oz and ear. The goodies are going to flow. Come on, baby. See you tomorrow.